A Chinook wind, long known as the snow-eater by native tribes, swept across the vast Montana plains. Its breath was warm, melting the wintry white blanket that covered the land's rich grasses. Over the undulating land of the high prairie it raced, and soon invaded the headquarters of the famed Triple C Ranch, swirling around the many buildings that gave the place the semblance of a small town. Inevitably, the Chinook swung up the hillock and tunneled through the tall columns lining the porch of the big white house that held a commanding view of the ranch yard. Its next target was the smoke curling from the chimney, flattening it off and carrying it along on its race over the land. The source of the smoke was the fire that blazed in the den's massive stone fireplace. Its heat was a concession to the Triple C's aging patriarch, Chase Calder. He sat in his usual chair behind the room's big oak desk, his cane hooked on the edge of it. The years had taken much of his vigour, just as it had shrunk in his big frame and carved a network of deep lines in his raw-boned face. But nothing had dulled the sharp gleam in his deep-set eyes. Old Chase Calder might be, but only a fool would think that age had diminished his awareness of the things happening around him. His glance wandered to his widowed daughter-in-law. Jessie Calder sat in one of the wing-back chairs facing the desk. Dressed in typical ranch garb of cowboy boots, jeans, and a shirt, she still possessed the boy-slim figure of her youth. Only the attractive age-lines around the eyes and the slight silvering of her nut-brown hair revealed that Jessie, too, had grown older. Currently the reins of the Triple C were in her hands— that she held them with ease spoke both to Chase's quiet tutelage and to her own innate ability. Like many other ranch hands, her roots were sunk deep in the land. She had been born on the ranch, and her early years spent as an ordinary cowhand before marrying Chase's only son. Her solid knowledge of the cattle business and her abiding respect for the land that supported it, coupled with her own quiet strength, provided the basis for a sound leader. Of late, Jessie had turned more of the responsibility for the rancher's daily operations over to her son Trey, preparing him for the day when he would take control, just as Chase had prepared her. It was this freedom from the day-to-day minutiae that allowed Jessie to relax in the den and enjoy a mid-morning cup of coffee with her father-in-law. A particularly strong wind gust briefly rattled one of the window panes. Automatically, Jessie glanced in its direction pausing in the act of raising the coffee cup to her lips. "'I like the sound of that,' she remarked idly. "'It means you won't have to hay the cattle. The longer they have good calder grass to graze, the better off our bottom line will be.' Even as the glimmer of a confirming smile deepened the corners of Chase's mouth, the tall lanky cowboy standing by the fireplace sent a sideways smile in Jessie's direction. "'Spoken like a true cattleman.' The observation came from Laredo Smith, a suggestion of a drawl in his voice that pegged him as coming from some place well south of Montana. "'Now, me, I was thinking about how muddy the ground would be at the boar's nest. When this ground thaws, it turns to gumbo.' The boar's nest was the name given to an old line-shack on the Triple C that Laredo called home and where he and Jessie had stolen many pleasurable moments. An amused chuckle slipped from her, its warmth matching the gleam of love that was in the look she gave him. 
After all this time, we still haven't made a real cowhand out of you, have we, Laredo? Not for the one of trying. His blue eyes held an answering twinkle. It was the kind of look that was exchanged between lovers. Just for a moment, Chase had the feeling he was intruding. At the same time, it reminded him of the way his late wife Maggie used to look at him. She had been gone from this world for half a lifetime, but the love he felt for her was as deep and strong as ever. It was something Chase never talked about, abiding instead by the unwritten code of the Old West that insisted a man's grief was a private thing. Outside, the tell-tale rumble of a vehicle's engine made itself heard in the den. Chase lifted his head in mild curiosity. "'Sounds like someone just drove up.' Turning, Laredo glanced out the front window. "'It's a state patrol car.' "'Really? I wonder why they're here.' 